It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Welcome to Talk Shoe. If you're on, let me know. Chris and Mash are on. How come I can't hear it? All right, Riss and Mash, you're on, huh? So, Matana Lisa, how was your day today? Try to call on. It just goes silent. I can hear you. I've been um, since 7:59. I can hear. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. But it kept going like nobody was there. I can hear both of you guys. Hello, is anybody there? I am. All right. Yes. So we are on. Let's see. There we go. It's Life's Word, California, California, and... Uh, We're moving forward. Oh, let me get this other stuff here. All right. So, Miss Annalisa, how was the school day? It does? Let's see, I've got 70474 on right now. You guys can't hear anything that's going on right now? I can hear you, Pastor. 
So it doesn't mess me up at all. Because this one I don't have. Oh, okay. Well, I see this. I put it on the speaker here. Okay. Miss Esther. Miss Esther, how was your day? I'm trying to get trying to get through. See if the, see if I'm heard. Okay, Miss Annalisa, Miss Esther, Larissa, how was your day? Okay, does it come out over there for There's no one responding. Okay. Let me see here. You're starting to get kind of muffled, and so I had to move the phone away from my ear. Can anybody hear me? Yeah, I've been. I've been. Can you hear me, Riz? Yeah, I can hear everybody now. Okay. Yeah. How was Miss Anna, and I was speaking to Annalisa. How was your day so far? My day's been good. We went shopping. We got a dress. Well, we're talking about school. Oh, oh school was good. We had boat races today, so we just, um, for two classes, I went out and I watched juniors and seniors race across the swimming pool with boats that they made. Right on. It was pretty cool. It got hot, though. Well, all right. Miss Esther, how was your day so far? It was good. Um, I just got back. I got a chance to go walking at the park today. The road ended up with a beautiful sunset. Well, all right. We also had an opportunity to order the books today. Oh, okay. Well, I was gonna. I was gonna ask on Tuesday. When did they give you a ship date? When they're due to be shipped out? No, they did not give a shipping date. But um, it was kind of difficult. They they redoing their their um, website and their ordering and everything, and so we did all that. And so we finally got signed up, and because we got signed up under their old system and it wasn't hitting. Oh, okay. So when you so, talk about the system, are you talking about? Um, what Carolyn Leaf. Carolyn Leaf. Oh, so you're doing it through her website. I thought you guys were going through um through um Amazon. No, we actually had um they they didn't have enough books and and workbooks, so we through theirs and uh, we were able to 
get it, get everything together. So it turned out good. Okay, so I I just uh, yeah, a little about one order in particular where she was hoping to be we were hoping to be able to get the discount. Well, what happened was um, we did, but it but they see the the reason for Amazon is that we have to go through um, I because I'm signed up with them I can get free shipping, but we did not uh-huh. get free shipping with with Carolyn Leaf, so we were able to get a discount, but then we had to pay fifty dollars eighty five cents in shipping, so uh, we actually have, we actually paid more. Per but per book. No, we ordered all the books. So the shipping cost for all the books was fifty dollars and eighty five cents. Oh my god, that's insane. Yeah, but um so but we got them anyway because we weren't gonna be able to get them any other way because since the the prior stuff that they were putting out is becoming obsolete, uh we had to get what we we had to jump on it and get what we were getting now. Okay, um, I just got one little concern of, of one person has been looking forward to an, an additional journal. So we ordered it. We, that, we, did you order that additional uh, journal for Alda? Yes. Yes. Oh, I thought you were okay. Yes. Oh, okay. I just want and and if I need to if I need to give you because of what I told her, what I understood, um. If I have to pay additional for her so that she gets to get, then the charge is going to come to me, and I'd like to know what that is. And I think it's only fair that, you know, if we're ordering those books faster, that we split up the the shipping charge with you as well. Yeah, we're, we're, we're still, we're going to, we'll figure it all out. We're, we're good right now. Let me see. Let me get you on this. Okay, and anybody else doing in on talk show? Yeah, but we'll we'll take, we'll get it all together. Okay. Yeah, we got we got extra books. We ordered ten books and eleven journals. We ordered the extra journal for Miss Elda, and then we have journals to match the extra books we got. Excellent. So we're Thank good you, there. Pam. Thank you, Pastor. You're welcome. Okay. All right. So let me get this out of the way and. Okay, who else do we have on talk to? Miss Esther, Larissa, Miss Annalisa, we're on. Robert here. Hey, Mr. Robert. Hello, sir. All right. Let's see what we got. Okay, today's topic, and and we're going to get into it a little bit here, is you know one of the things that we that we've been. Let's just start in prayer. Father, thank you that all things are brought together through you and they're brought together through us, Father, because we're people of purpose. And so because of that, Father, 
you reveal through your Holy Spirit the things that we need to do and the things that we need to have as we move forward. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, you know what? Um, what we're going to bring out, we, here's something, because most of the people that are here are, are from our ministry. I put an ad out there on Facebook uh, to see if it would hit. But most of the, mostly I want to talk about so how do we sustain a revival culture and how do we keep moving forward after we, let's say we have a great service, a bunch of salvations, a bunch of stuff happens, and God imparts things to us. And what do we do with what we get? How do we, how do we continue? How do we keep from going back to the same old, same old life and continue in the new life that, that reveals itself. Uh, because, see, the Bible teaches that we go from faith to faith and from glory to glory. So God is always revealing himself through the word more and more and more to take us deeper and deeper and deeper. But, but, but it's not to where we get so deep that we no longer identify uh, um, with the culture that we're in and the culture that we are to supersede. Because superseding is part of what, what God does. Uh, because... The Bible says that the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has superseded the law of sin and death. And we just touched on that on Tuesday. And so we're talking about how do we move forward? How do we supersede and then continue? Yeah, we've been talking for the last three weeks about living beyond the testimony. We had a testimony about, about such and such, and this happens, and God is doing these great things. But if we're in faith, God is going to do more abundantly above all that we ask or think. So how do we sustain what God is doing in us? Because, see, as he moves forward, then we're moving forward. And how does he move us forward? What are the things, you know, good or bad that we sense inside our hearts? And I don't mean bad, but things that we're doing that are, on, that are spot on and not spot on. You know, they're, they're on target and not on target. Because, see, we're, we, we covered, and I think we kind of laid a foundation, is that, that God knows that we are dust. He knows our frame. He knows who we are. Yet Paul says to know no one after the flesh. And then he says on the other side, to know those that you labor with, that labor among you, according to King James. So my point is, and I'm, and I'm bringing out a lot of things that say the same thing, how do we move forward? And, that's, and, and what, are we, what are our successes and failures? And I want to hear from you because there's some things that we do that work for you, and there's some things that some people are looking for a way to make it so that we are sustaining a revival culture or a culture of, of the word and so that we can spread it out. So let's hear from you, or if you don't understand what I'm saying, you know, ask me and let's move, let's move ahead. I think it's as simple you know, it's just like Mike, uh, like Nike said it. Just do it. You start and you just continue. Now, let me let me bring this out and tell me. You know, some of you that are on, you tell me if I'm in line with this because I have sat through some amazing teachings, and and I can almost write verbatim. I take notes and almost take up verbatim what they say. I get all this stuff and then I get home and I look at my notes, and I don't know what to do next. Has anybody ever done that? Yes. Ms. Pam said she has. Yes. <clears throat> I will have to agree on that, too. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like well, how do we put it together? My advantage, and this is 
Um, I've had to teach the stuff. I spend more time in it, yeah. but I'm like Paul. Um, I've not yet attained it. You know, I, I'm, there's things that I have attained. There's things I know are right, and I like that scripture that that you guys read. Uh, you think you know if, if you're thinking buys a you know, this is stuff I go through all the time. You know, I'll listen to great teaching. See, let me tell you something. Good teaching is good teaching, but it's not good teaching if it doesn't move you to action. If it's yeah. just if it's just something that just you just hear and say, "Wow, man, it's some good revelation." But if it doesn't move you to action, or you can't move it to action, it just becomes information. Information on its own, without impartation, doesn't take you anywhere. It will never take you towards application. And so Paul taught took the people applying the word of God. And so what are some of your successes? What are things that you do that keep you in line? You know, um, in the early days, I used to listen to cassette tapes over and over and over and over again. And um, I used to go along with, uh, at the time my pastor, we were teaching, so he, we would cassette tape and we would take the cassette player in the vehicle and on my way to work, I listened to it, and I listened to it on the way back. And that was my breakfast and dinner because and then lunch I would get in the Word. But those are things that I did, and eventually these became a part of my life. That you do, that helps you. You said just do it. What do you do? Well, if you're in the marketplace and you see somebody that's having going through a difficult time, you out, you start a conversation up and you find out what's ailing them and you offer either pray with them, you offer to lay hands on them, or if you if you know by that, by what the spirit of God tells you, you offer them salvation. Um, you you just do it. You just do it. What it is to you hear every Sunday and every Tuesday that we're encouraged to do. Just live the word, share the word, offer salvation. When you do you that, what? From the ministry what, of reconciliation. What, what is that? Okay, you do that, but what does it do for you when you do that? Say that again? You do that, but what does that do for you when you do that? What does it do for me? Yeah. It, it it affirms the things that, that the Lord has entrusted to me. It affirms me in the in the kingdom of God. It stirs me up. It it, it just invigorates me to want to do it more and more and more. It stirs up something and excitement. Okay, I, I like that. Now that it does. What it does, it affirms and it and it lets you know you're on the right track and what you're doing. How about somebody else? Esther, hey, it's Robert. Um, I like what you said, and I, I actually, I don't have the answer to that because uh, for a good service, I'm feeling great. You know, I'll feel great, I'll come home, I'm going to bed, I'll wake up great. And and I took pastor's question as during the day to stay in his presence, to always stay, I guess, in the um, with God in mind, in, in, in the same spiritual mindset maybe that we were with the joy of the Lord 
from the night before? And I, I don't have that answer because I, <clears throat> I myself, I, I, before I know, a couple hours into work, and I'm that that. I mean, I'm not all devilish, nothing, but God's not on my mind, and that that joy is no longer there. I'm, I'm letting the environment of my work kind of control me more than me just having the joy inside. So I, I don't have the answer to that, and, but I understand what you're saying, Esther, and I, I know, and I know. I guess I'd be curious have you found yourself in that position to that you lost joy during during the course of your day, and do you realize it, or is it at the end of the day when you realize, oh wow, I didn't get the joy's gone, and then, then you have to work to get it back? The moment that I start to feel the ugliness of what may be around or what I'm surrounded with, I submit. I just I get my mind back on the Lord. I start to you know do the praise from within me. I just do those simple things that I know to do, and I'm back on track. Sometimes it seems like. You know, it's it's like in and out, in and out. It, actually, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna correct that. It used to be more in and out, but now because I have practiced to keep Jesus central and to keep His Word, you know, on my mind, that when I'm experiencing no peace, when I'm experiencing ugliness that's around me. I'm learning to train myself, and I train myself to to know, okay, Lord, okay, you paid the price on the cross for me to have peace. I deny, I deny anything that's other than peace, the right to exist in my body, in my emotions, in my in my well-being, and I just get back on track. I mean, sometimes it doesn't even take all of that that I just said. I just get right back in it. As soon as I become conscious of the fact that I'm not experiencing this peace and I'm experiencing something other than that, I call it down and I call it in my life and I and I, I refuse to give Uh-oh. You know what I do? What I like to do is um after I receive a word or after I uh, just receive something, like, great from church, after, like, what Robert was talking about, after, like, a really good service or um, if I'm listening to something that I just receive a lot from, I talk about it. I talk about it with whoever will listen because I talk a lot. Um, but I like to keep it in, in the forefront of all my conversations, and I think part of that is surrounding yourself with the right people. Um, I know. I mean, even if there's not a lot of people to talk to, I meditate on it. I, I dwell on it, and I, I talk about it with the Lord. And, and I like, if I was somewhere where I couldn't, like if I was at work, like Robert or whoever, I would. when I used to do that, I used to just think about it in my head, talk about it with the Lord quietly. But I, I for me, talking about that stuff works so much because that's what keeps it in the forefront for me. And, and, it, and it causes me to have revelation because it's constantly on my mind. I'm constantly meditating on it. So then from there it grows, and then I could, I talk about that, and then I talk about the next thing that the Lord tells me. So for me talking about it, declaring it, is something that helps to keep stuff going. Right on. Who else do we have on talk show with us? Anybody have, has just joined us? 
I'm sorry, guys. I, I dropped. The car dropped when I was in the middle of answering Robert. We thought you finished. Okay. <laughs> no, no. Huh? Yeah, right. When do I finish up in 30 seconds? <laughs> That's great. All right. Do you have a little more, Miss Esther? Huh? Um, I don't know how much exactly you heard of what I said. <clears throat> I was driving for about, like, maybe about a quarter mile when I realized that all I just said is that it's, it's as easy as just being able to refocus again. You know, when I, when I find my, my mind, uh, you know, my emotions getting riled up or, you know, something is bothering me. You know, I, I spent a half an hour waiting on someone, a customer rep, to get on the phone from QuickBooks. While I'm sitting there waiting and I feel the frustration building up because I don't want to waste any time, I feel the frustration building up and it, it's as quick as I just, okay, Lord, I'm not going to let this frustration take hold of me. I deny the right of frustration to come and take away my peace. So, Lord, I thank you. And I just refocus. Sometimes it happens even quicker than that. Sometimes I don't even have to spend, you know, a minute praying. It's just refocusing again. Okay, this is frustration building. Nope, I've got the joy of the Lord. Nope, I have his peace. Nope, this is not going to take hold of me. Nope, this is not going to ruin my day. It's stopping and refocusing. Right on. Well, let's let me take let's go to Hebrews five fourteen. And as we turn there, thank you, Larissa and Esther. I, I liked both those answers, and it, it is refocusing, and it's and then just kind of like talking, not just talking to God through it. I like remembering the teaching and keeping what we learned the day before in the forefront and your focus. Thank you on those two inputs. <clears throat> Welcome. Well, you know, and it, it's so true. It is so true what Esther was saying. And uh, let's, let's read it. I'll read it. And if you're not there, listen up carefully. And I'm going to read it out of one verse and then explain it out of another. And it says, solid, it says, well, let me start uh, verse 11. It says, I have so much to say to you about this. So let's find out what he's talking about when he said about this. Owie, verse, owie, owie. Verse 10 says, having been, this is talking about Jesus, how he learned. Verse 8 said, he said, he was a son. He learned obedience through his suffering. And once made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him, having been designated by God to be a high priest according to the order of Melchizedek. Now, he's talking about this because he's talking about what we identify with because the book of Hebrews is a book of contrast. It's people who follow the law versus people who walk in freedom in the spirit. So he's talking to, you, talking to us about this, but then he says this. We have much more to say about this but it's difficult to explain because you become too lazy to understand. Oh, now, man. Listen, listen, listen carefully. I have it. We have everybody here with us. Now, how many here have ever... Uh, guys do this a lot, okay? I'll talk for the men. The men are simple creatures. 
whenever we go through reading instructions to put something together, we just kind of gain through the instructions because the writing's real small and it's so detailed and all. And men look at this and say, how hard can it be? It's just a few bolts. Let's put it together. Why? Because because we have become too lazy to try to understand. It's, it's a, it's, and it's the easiest example I can because when it comes down to the bottom line, sometimes we just don't want to look at everything, whether it be pride or laziness. But how many of you have in the Bible and you start reading something, it doesn't make sense. Now watch this because, see, I, I've got a bunch of books and reference books. When I get one out, one's not enough. The, those of you who, who study the book and have a lot of books, you got to pull out all of the reference books. <laughs> Even with the computer or the phone now, I don't even use a computer hardly because the phone has everything. And so I, I have a, a Bible, a Bible uh, uh, app that has all the reference books attached to it. So even at that point, I'll read something, and I'm thinking, Holy Spirit, what is this? And I'm asking the Holy Ghost, you know why? Because I don't want to have to go to a reference book that takes me to another reference book that takes me to another one. Then I've got to go to the other scriptures. Now, some of you who don't study, you're going like, oh, my God, you got to do all that. Well, when you teach, you got to make sure you're speaking truth and that it's got the thread of reference from one end to the other. So I want you to show you something. It's some of us have become too busy just to understand. In fact, by now you should be teachers, but you still need someone to teach you the basic truths of God's word. You have become people who sell solid food. Now, through this, we find out what milk is. Milk is people who still don't first. They hear it and don't and don't go about their father's business, because he said, "My meat is to do the will of God, and and the works of God." Now, he said, everyone who lives on milk is still a baby and does not yet know the difference between right and wrong. Now, I'm going to share with you what, what right and wrong, excuse me, one minute. These are the doorbells. And it says, watch this. But solid food is for mature people whose minds are trained by practice to distinguish good from evil. Now, the reason I'm giving you the scripture is because Esther was talking to us about practicing. Now, the word here between right and wrong and good and evil is good is to do that which faith brings. It's not talking about pious work. Do, does everybody out there understand what pious works mean? No. Explain it to me, Pastor. Pious works means things that you do so that you can perform for God so that he can show you favor. Oh, Okay. So what happens is, and from evil means, watch this, the things that you, that you allow your mind to or allow your soul to go based upon what's going on today. What the wrong can become, to do right is to move in faith, and to do wrong is to step out of faith. Now watch this, for whatever is not of faith is what? Sin. A couple of weeks. Whatever's not a faith is sin. So when God's looking at us, He's not looking at how we perform good works. He's looking at how we act in faith with what we know. Robert, I like what you said about you try to remember what the Word says and what you learned over the week and the weekend and whatnot. And that's great because what you're doing at that moment is you're 
distinguishing within you what is right and what is wrong. You're, you're allowing the word to work in you, and you're attempting to keep that so that that word brings faith. And then you act upon those things. So we train ourselves to practice like you're doing to distinguish that which is good and that which is evil. It's where we allow our minds, then our actions to go, our attitudes, where we allow them to go. The good treasure of the word is what brings about those good works of faith. So the attempt to do good in faith is looked upon from God as a win instead of trying to be good enough to be accepted. So am I making sense at this point? Yes. Now, this is so solid because this is what we do. We train. We hear the word and we train. We hear the word and we train. But we don't let that word hear something because, see, watch this. If we don't let, allow ourselves to get too lazy, this one says it just like it is, doesn't it? This is crazy. Watch. And I'll, and I'll kind of hammer it home here. Which verse? Which verse? This, this, I was reading out of the International Standard. Now I'm reading out of the Jameson. It's a, it's a, it's a type of um, um, amplified Bible. It said, because of the habit of having the organs of perception trained as in gymnastic exercise and thus becoming skilled because of practice and discipline with a view to discern. Or in other words, when you face the act of separating or making a decision, in other words, we're talking about judging, making a decision between what is good and what is evil, what is profitable or beautiful or what is worthless or in bad form. So it, what it does is that the mature ones, you reach your goal because of a habit of having the organs of perception trained as in a gymnastic exercise. Now, you know what it's talking about. Let me so Somebody out there say, break it down, Pastor. What it's saying is that we train the soul, the emotions, the the, the, the feelings, the gut feelings, the instincts that we have, we train those things so that we, just like a, a gymnast does, so that we can be, so that in our perceptions we could be accurate and recognize that it's God. Does that make sense to you all? Yep. Mm-hmm. You're reading some of my favorite portions of Scripture. The admonishment. Here's what it talks about. Now, everyone say, therefore. 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 Whenever you see therefore, you always look to see why it's there. So in the Bible, when you see therefore, always go back to see what you're reading. So here it says, Verse 1 of chapter 6, this is leaving behind the elementary teachings about the Messiah. Let us continue to be carried along to maturity. Now, I like that word carried along because that there is on purpose. I don't care how old you get in Christ. You're always God's son. You're always his child. And you're always a student and a disciple. Amen? Mm. Amen. It says, let us be carried along. Why is that a word there on purpose? Why does it say carried along? Because 
It's not our works that God looks at. It's not our works that he looked at. I'm going to say it again. His word carries us. His word sustains us. Are you with me? Yes. There's another version that says, let's progressively continue to be brought upon the realization of the end in view. What does that mean? His word carries us and brings us to the place that we have vision on the path that we're on. Why does he do that? Why does he carry us to accomplish the goal of maturity? Why does he carry us? Because then it says... Go ahead. No, I just said because he loves us. That's a true statement, but here's the act of love. Because if he carries us in the word, and he carries us in the realization of the goal that's in front of us, if he's going to continue to carry us, then we're going to go on to maturity and then not lay again the foundation, which involves a change of, a change of mind that turns you, that'll turn you away from dead works and faith on God. In other words, it carries you to a place where you're always having to look forward instead of looking at the things that you did yesterday and repent from dead actions but it will take you towards a faith in God. Why? Because he carries you. It's, watch. Faith comes by doing what? Hearing. And hearing by what? The word. Then if, you, if faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word, what is faith again? It's the substance of things hoped for. Evidence of things Evidence. not. Now, what Did you know that your whole life, our whole journey, everyone say journey. Our whole journey is a journey of faith that's based upon the word because faith is sustained and fed and fueled by doing what? Hearing and hearing by what? The word of God. So not that going back to dead works, here's what dead works are. Everyone say, Pastor. Pastor. One person's with me. Come on. Now watch this. Watch. Now you're all with me. Anyway, watch. Dead works are works that are done outside of God's will. What's outside of his will? Whatever's not of faith is sin. When we have to continually perform for God to get him to say yes to us, those are dead works. What you're repenting of is not walking in faith. Why, why do we not walk in faith? Because we walk in fear. There's only two sources, two forces that govern our, our life's walk, and that's faith and fear. I mean, faith and fear. Faith is God's word. Can I tell you something? The fact that we believe God, that sustains us. I'm going to say that one again. The fact that we believe God, that alone sustains us. Now, does that make sense to you? Yes, it does. Yeah. I want all of you to hear me, and, and I want you to say, I want everyone that's listening to give me an example of how the word of faith has sustained you in any way, shape, or form. In any way, shape, or form. I just want to hear testimony.
Because if you're carrying along towards maturity, if the goal is to be mature, to be healthy, to be blessed, you won't go back laying, again, a foundation from dead works. Now, remember what we said, that we're looking back to why that was there for. How did it end? Solid food is for mature people whose minds are trained to distinguish both good and evil. In other words, works of faith versus works of unbelief. So now we leave behind the elementary teachings about Jesus. Let us continue to be carried along to maturity. In other words, his word and, his, and, and our faith carry us. Because we're not gonna, if, if we're walking in faith, we're not going to go lay again another foundation of repentance from dead works, but faith towards God. So in other words, faith carries us towards God, a foundation of dead works, which means anything you do to try to work up a self and to work up a type of favor fails as a foundation of dead works. So we're moving beyond that. So his word sustains you. Give me an example. Some of y'all there are hearing, Larissa, Lisa, all of you, give me an example of what it is to be sustained. I'm trying to figure out a way to say this, Pastor, and I think it is because I'm not quite understanding what it is that you're saying about sustaining, but this is what I think. This is what I think you're asking. To be when sustained. I'm going through a situation and my faith is waning, I'm getting tired, I am not being patient, I am just tired of waiting, waiting on God, waiting for the manifestation of that which I'm believing for. That's the time that I need him to carry me to the next place that I need to be. And that's getting past the feeble hands, the tired legs, getting up and reading the word, getting up and confessing the word. I need him to carry me through. And the only way that I know that he can get me from one place to the next, I have to get back into his word, let his word stir something up inside me that prompts me to go on past. The Bible says in, in a portion of scripture, I think it's in Second Corinthians chapter 4, where it says that, there's no temptation such as common to man, but with every temptation, even with the temptation of wanting to give up and say I quit, you know, um, such as common to man, that he'll give us what we need to take us through to, so that we can bear up under. The way to get through is that we bear up under that pressure. We bear up under the times that we're that we're waning. And the only way that I know that that happens is if somehow, some way he comes in there and he stirs something up inside me that I'm not feeling at the moment. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. See, that's, what it, that's how it's working in you. That's exactly how it works in you. And, this is in, and you've shown us what you do to get you out of that, that realm. Who else has an example? That's a good testimony. That's a good word. Who else has that? To sustain means that it holds you up. It bears you up. It, it, it gives you the wherewithal to keep moving forward. Who else has a testimony how the word has done that for you? Okay. So I'm pretty sure this is a good example. But um, this isn't necessary from what the word is, but... um. It's something that Manny uh, gave me. It's it's something I used to pray every day, and basically it's it's here. Let me get it for you one moment. 
Okay, so here's a prayer. It says, use my lips that I that I may praise you, Lord. May the words I say be used to only worship and honor you. May the thoughts I think glorify you. Give me dreams, give me vision, visions so that I may... So that I may share and impact your people. Remind me every day of how sweet your your presence is, so that I may stay the course you have set for me. Now, I read all this, and well, not all of it, but I read it like once a day. Uh, it's what Manny told me to do, and I think honestly, this is like the only thing that's that's really kept me up. But um, yeah, that's good. That's a good example as well. That's the tool that you've used. Who else has a testimony to share? See, within that prayer that Mark was talking about, that's laced with the word of God. So the word brought faith to continue to keep them on, to keep them walking with God throughout the day. Who else has an example of this? Can I tell you what, what, what I used to teach our, 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 the young people? There's sometimes you need to hear the Holy Ghost. And they say, well, I don't hear God's voice. And I've asked them, uh, this is a question I put out, because one time the, the, the Spirit of God uh, impressed me to say this. Have you ever heard a message that I preach, and you hear my words as, you're, as, as the day goes on, and you need some strength, and you ask God, and you hear my words? And they said, yes. I said, the reason you heard my words is because the Holy Spirit was leading me to speak and to teach. And so in that 45 minutes, one hour message, those words that were, came from God came to you, and because you're growing, the Holy Spirit used my voice to remind you of his word. Now, how many, how many have ever heard something that I have said in the midst of what you're doing? And you say, God, I need you, and you hear, you hear my voice speak a message, and you hear part of the teaching in you. How many have ever had that happen? Amen. Amen. So, come on. There's, I know that there's more than a couple of you out there. Who else has, has a, a quick testimony how the word has sustained you? Okay, so I don't think I'm fully understanding the question, but this is what I'm gonna. This is what, I'm, what my answer is going to be. Okay. So, little things that, um, like the Lord reminds you of, or the Lord um shows you to get you through the day, right? Uh huh. Okay, so for me, um, sometimes He'll show me the difference between what a Christian should do and what well, I, I don't know if that's real. I don't know about that. But it shows me, like, like in my dance class, sometimes we'll have solos, and there's some solos that you can really see this is what the girl really believes. And if you can could, you could tell a difference from asking, and some of them that, like, parts of it, you'll be like, okay, yeah, I think she really feels like that. But you can see the division of this girl is living in this reality of this song and the reality of what's really going on with the spiritual dimension and what's really going to take place. And he shows me those little things with little, like, little, I guess what Maddie would call them, like, jewels around the world. Um, and even when I, in, like, my my English books, one of them was about apologies, and he showed me that apology. And then and I, in the book, I was reading, it was called The Last Lecture. It, he said what an apology should be, and it, it I think the guy was Christian because he referenced to God. I don't know what kind of God. 
but it, it was a good opportunity, and it reminded me of also one of Rich's testimonies and what she had been talking to me at the time about, and so it he connected the book that I was reading in school, a worldly book, from what I know, because they can't have religious books. Um, oh, you can. I don't think he did. And then Larissa's, what she had been teaching me, to the word. So it kind of, like, all connected it. And there's just these little things that I'll see, and he'll remind me, like, this is what it's supposed to be, and this is how the world has messed it up, or this is what we can make it. I don't know if that makes a lot of sense, but that's that's what I'm getting at. <laughs> okay. The, what I really understood is that you know what you 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 perceive things, but I'm talking about how it sustains it in you. And I heard that the things that Larissa shares with you in the Word that you go, you go back to putting those things into practice and allows you to perceive things, but, uh, you know, that, and that's good, but we're talking about how to live and how to sustain it so that we can stay strong. And not to just, now we're starting just for us because what we do spills out, like Ms. Esther was sharing, how she shares and she does these things, but everybody's experience and everybody's journey and everybody's place in the journey is a little different, so there really isn't a right answer. Because Mark sustains himself through a day at school by, he starts out with this prayer, and that prayer has been manifesting with him throughout the day. And so sometimes he, he, sometimes it's right on and sometimes he's far away, but he comes right back to that prayer. And he's, now watch this. The, the key forgetting is that the, we started out reading those scriptures as what, the discipline. So he's disciplined to pray that prayer every day, which means that that prayer will bring fruit in his life. Because it starts out as seed, and then it'll start bearing fruit. So everybody's journey is a little bit different, and some people's journey is arduous. Some people's journey is easy. Some people's journey is just filled with rocks. But you know what? All of us are on the journey to fulfill what God wants us to do. Now, I want to read something to you in Second Corinthians chapter 4. Yes. Annalisa, what he's trying to say is, what keeps you going through the week as a believer? Why didn't you just say so? <laughs> I think for myself, what keeps me going through the week as a believer is choosing to live out what his word says. And those times where I find myself living what the enemy's been talking to me about, I have a great group of people around me and a great group of kids around me who keep me accountable to what comes out of my mouth to how and how my behavior is. And I have yeah. the privilege and the benefit of being 33 years old but still having my parents slash pastors in a very close relationship so they can check me anytime. <laughs> no, but, you know, it, it's I really think that having yourself surrounded by the right people helps keep anybody going in the right direction. And, it's a choice. Like we have, we all have these decisions. Like Mark, we were just teasing him right now about reading his prayer every day. We're like, "You're a liar," and he's like, "No, I have it in my binder." But that's a choice he's made. He's 14 years old, and that's a very oh, you're 15. He's 15 years old. <laughs> he's 15 years old, and it's a very conscious decision that he's made. And maybe he doesn't read it every day, but his per- his his 
desire is to read it every day. But, I mean, it's a bunch of choices that we have. At this point in the game, everybody who is on this call is seasoned enough to carry out that discipline. And we have phone calls like talk shoes to be a part of and to keep building us up midweek. That is really good stuff. Does anybody else have one more thing to share? You know, I'm going to just add to kind of piggyback on what Larissa said, who you surround yourself with. And and, and that's very true. That's because I, I, I'm chatting people throughout the day in different offices across the country who are working on different issues. And I've been with the company a long time. So the, so there's there's a good number that I work with off and on. And I know they're Christian. I know they're believers. So when I'm chatting them, I'll start with my yo-yo, hey, hey, what's up? And then through it, like the week's almost over, God is good, just, you know, be blessed and big feedback, you know, God is good, his word is true, and just you know, keep the faith. It's, it's just, just a little chat through work, and then I can interact. And we just, and it's almost like the encouragement how, how when we're chatting, because it's about God and just, you know, keep the faith, yeah, always his word is true. And just like it, so I'm, I'm always in an automatically better mood after that. It, it's just a given. And it's just I'd like first set surrounding, and so just those chats. And I know I'm a fellow believer, and one of those start saying something about God as we work through our issue and what's going on at work. But I am. It just it leaves you in a better state. It just does, and it's just part of the body, you know. No matter where, it's just, that's just a true statement. So yours is like fellowship, then, right, Robert? And it's it within our work and done, but we're still fellowshiping, and and it's great. It is. It really is. In fact, I got a song today. Uh, I don't think we've heard it. What is it? Breathe? I think it's just Breathe. I haven't listened to it. Some by Lynx or something. I, I haven't heard it because they really like it and just uh, they listen to it. And I'm like, okay, I'll check it out on YouTube. So it just little things like that. So it is in a sense of within the kind confinements of work and I'm still getting, I guess, fed or just picked up. So it's, it's God just kind of taking care of us. Is that by Carrie Joe? I, I forgot. I got it written down. But I just remember it was Breathe. It says Breathe is a Christian song. Like That's really good about a busy day, a busy week. You're just kind of going, going, never stopping, never stopping. Sit back and breathe and lift it up and give it up to him. So um, we're chatting about it. I'm like, okay, I'll check it out. And I just, I got home. And I got him talk to you. So I'm going to try and Google it after. Right on. Now. I'm going to read a scripture that will show you. First, Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1. It says, Therefore, since we have this ministry through, through the mercy shown to us, we do not get discouraged. Now, isn't that good news? Amen. Because of, because of the mercy shown to us, we don't get discouraged. But see, the way it ended before, it says, As all of us reflect the glory of the Lord with unveiled faces, we are becoming more like him in ever-increasing glory by the Lord's Spirit. Since we have this ministry, through the mercy shown to us, we don't get discouraged. Now, I'm going to go back again. Now, watch this. Everybody say this with me. Well, I'll say this. We're the, now the Spirit. The Lord is the Spirit. Say this with me, everybody. Now the Lord is the Spirit. Spirit. And where the Lord's Spirit is. Where the Lord's Spirit is. There is freedom. There is freedom. freedom. 
As all of us reflect the glory of the Lord. As all of us uh-huh. reflect the glory of the Lord. The Lord. With unveiled faces. With unveiled unveiled faces. favor. We are becoming more like him. We are becoming, we are becoming more like him. It's ever increasing glory. Ever increasing glory. By the Lord's Spirit. By the Lord's Spirit. Now, God is showing up in you more and more and more and more. Why? Because in Him you're free because His Spirit is in you. The works part of it that we hold ourselves hostage to no longer hold us hostage because if he is in us, we are, grow- we are growing from glory to glory to glory to glory, and we're becoming more like him. So that verse, chapter 4, verse 1 starts off with, therefore, since we have this ministry, through the mercy shown through us, we do not get discouraged. In that, in that good news, we don't become discouraged because in him we're free. In him we're growing and from glory to glory. And since we have this ministry, through mercy shown through us, we don't get discouraged. So all of these things we talked about today, about how we sustain ourselves and encourage ourselves, it's part of a kindness and mercy that is shown through us because growth, watch this, there's a part of your growth that has nothing to do with you because if he's in you, he sustains you and there is growth that continues on and on and on and on because the work of Christ is in you continually cleansing you from unrighteousness to the place that you're, that you come to a place that within you Watch, I, I wrote this down and, and a while back. And it says, it's never too late to align your lives with the inner man and wisdom of who we are and what we were made to do. God is our master designer, and he has equipped us with, with a fundamental instinct to drive us to our purpose. The truth is that if our inner instinct is to turn from God and go towards the word and not away from God. Watch this. So we have within us an instinct once we're born again to move towards the things of God and not away from them. What it is is that, watch this, many people what they do is you, you, we come into our own compliance to a set of lifeless rituals and we have we basically are left empty because it doesn't do anything to cause us to grow. And I wrote this down on the side, that if you don't want to go into his presence, it becomes slow suicide. So what he gives us as we lean into his purpose as he's put within us, And if we grow in him, we're always going to be moving towards his purpose from faith to faith and from glory to glory. I want you to understand that it has more to do with him than it does us. 
Now, what does that do for you by understanding that? We're going to get ready to finish off with that because I think it's really good news to understand these things. I get encouraged. But that's what the word is. The word is encouraging. I mean, when you're starting to feel discouraged, Pastor, what you just said, be encouraged. That's true. You that's exactly. what the word says. And when you're feeling discouraged, you go to what the word says and you quote the word, what the word says, and you align yourself with it. Sometimes you have to meditate on it for a while for it to literally take its place in your life and, and, and adjust your emotions and readjust things again. But you have to align yourself with what it says. And again, exactly. that's part of that's part of fading, right? Well, it's definitely part of fading. Homo homologeo, you come in line, you agree, you say the same thing. Exactly. It's exactly right. Now, does anybody else have something to add or to a question to ask or something else based upon what I said here? Because when you think about it, it is he who works in us to do and to will of his good pleasure. So that then our yeah. instinct always causes us to move forward. So does anybody have something to add here? Does this make sense? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, have anything? So that when we understand that when we understand that we live in mercy and grace, then we do not become discouraged because God isn't watch. Have you ever heard the, I used to have a manager, and he would say this every day. I said, dude, man, we're just so short. We're just this close. And, and he goes, we just keep swinging away. Every attempt is a win. And uh-huh. I used to get kind of irritated because, man, there were times that we were working towards, just to give you an idea, people wanted, we were supposed to go by the, every customer has a certain amount of sales that they're supposed to bring in. And we get a guy coming in just wants one light bulb. I said, dude, we don't sell one light bulb. We sell them two at a time. Well, I don't want to. I just want one. Well, no. Okay. And they walk out. It's like, oh, man. I swung on. I hear Vince. I used to, even in Colorado, we hear Vince Scully's voice. Swung on and missed. Swung on and missed. And I would get so discouraged because the hours are just going. And I wanted to attain a goal. And everyone would come in. And then right when we're about to close, the temptation is, Oh, here comes like three people, man. We'll go lock the doors. It's, it's 11 o'clock. We've got to get out of here. But then that guy comes in and buys $600 worth of stuff that makes up for everybody that came in for one quart of oil and one light bulb. And we made our day. So in the end, I heard my manager say again, every attempt is a win. And he said, keep swinging, Dave. The law of averages is going to catch up with you. So if I were just purely natural, the law of averages would catch up. But I, I was still learning in that time to, to, to lean on the favor of God. And so not so much my skills at selling and talking to people. So in Christ, I bring it into that place. If I'm not being held 
to a, a, a standard that's already been met, because that's what we do. We try to hang on to a standard that's already been met, and we don't lean into his love and mercy, we're always going to be discouraged. So I want to leave you with this, is that every attempt in your life, God looks at as done. In, because it's, every attempt is an attempt in faith. And if it's in faith, God counts it as done. You Amen. say, well, go ahead. Amen, Pastor. That was just, wow, that was a mouthful. That was a, a heartful. That left me just that thing right there. Just I've heard you say it many times before, but it's never hit me with what it just hit right now. Amen. Amen. And, it, and you know, but the truth of it is that every time we do this, we're still growing and glowing, growing and glowing because his presence never leaves us. It's always with us. And so I want you not to be discouraged. I want you to know that, that there's a fire in you that's still burning and that if you love the Lord, you're going to manifest the Lord as you go. So the foundation for this time to sustain a revival culture is to understand that it's not up to you. It's up to God and his appointed times. And so you'll, when the elevator door opens and he says, you're on, you'll be on because the fire is already in you. So live your day with that knowledge. Amen. Amen. We're just past the nine o'clock hour. If you, if I want to hear everybody this time, if you heard this, and it ministers, say amen. 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 All right. All right. Well, amen. You know what? I, I, I use the expression, I just preach myself happy today. I found my, my old notes. And praise God. Father, let the word that was sown in our hearts today, Father, bear fruit 36, 100-fold. Father, I, I am asking... To, to reward those that have taken the time to listen today in Jesus' name. And, Father, may your word live big in them. May your spirit begin to lead them into bigger and better. May they dream the dreams of God, that the young men and the see visions, the old men dream dreams, and that the handmaidens manifest the presence and the glory of God. In Jesus' name we pray. All in agreement say amen. amen. And amen. good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. All right, John Risk, good night.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.